0: The holidays are doubly important this year, so make your celebrations doubly special. At Kroger, we've got a huge selection of high-quality meats on top of fresh, natural produce, like fresh, never-frozen prime-grade beef and our simple truth organic Brussels sprouts, or delicious king crab legs with our private selection gourmet potatoes. Oh, had to say that doubly fast. Kroger, fresh for everyone.
1: Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating
0: items and save a dollar each with card. Kroger, fresh for everyone. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not reflect those of Webmaster Radio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of Webmaster Radio.fm is prohibited. Welcome to SEO 101, your introductory course on search engine optimization. So turn on your computers, open your minds, grab your mouse, and get ready to get back to the basics. SEO101. 101. SEO101 101
1: on WebmasterRadio.fm is now in session. Hello and welcome to SEO101 on Webmaster Radio.fm. This is Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my co-host is John Carcut, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Digital. Johnny!
2: Hey, oh, Ross, wow. you feeling better? You, we missed you last week, buddy.
1: Yeah, that was horrible. Like It was like a minute before we started, and I started uh, yeah. getting rather ill.
2: We don't need to go into details. We yeah. heard. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh. Hopefully the, the listeners didn't hear, but we heard before the show. So,
1: <laughs> oh, Yeah, a rough day. So, But thanks yep. for taking it on, and I'm sorry I missed that interview with Tam- Tammy. I'm sure it was uh, really good. I, I'm very... A very big fan of marketing, uh, Market Me Suite. So, I'm hoping she was uh, fun
2: to talk to, man. She was fun. Good,
1: good, excellent. Oh, well, I think that tools like Market Me Suite. Uh, I mean, I, although they are only partially free now, uh, still offer a lot of value. And uh, you know, it's it's always a breath of fresh air to have a, another one out there that's competing.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: So, so today, uh, without f- further ado, we. Uh, did uh, we just do, a do hearing- already? Did we do <laughs> yeah, did we do? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> we uh we've been hearing gosh tons about this uh latest find. Okay, first of all, a little background. Uh, Google was discovered by Apple to have been circumventing the privacy settings in Safari browsers and uh essentially by getting past these these settings, they were able to plant cookies in browsers. Well, let's let's
2: uh, let's make sure we understand from the very beginning. It's not just Google doing this. No, Google's hey, just hey, being the, called out.
1: You, you, to, you're breaking my style here, man. I was going to get oh, to that.
2: Sorry. All right. all right. Go, go. <laughs> it's just really important because everybody's jumping on them, and I don't want them to get too bashed. Oh, most of the time. Don't
1: worry. I'm going to be all over that. I, I think it's ridiculous in that sense. But uh, well, then again, okay. TC, messing things. Going.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so uh, Apple discovered this. Of course, Apple is no fan of Google, so they went for the throat and made it very public. And, and there's no question, this is not a good thing. Uh, you know, People have these... Safari has these, these privacy settings which require a certain level of um, security before a cookie is allowed to be dropped on their browser. Now, for everyone that's listening who doesn't know what that is, a cookie is essentially a piece of information... Uh, or information about your travels on a particular website it could be your login a password, you know, all encrypted. But all this information and when you went there, when you left, how many pages you went to, what, you know what sort of things you're looking for. Um, it's not, again, usually personal information, but it's definitely information about your habits. And Safari so said, well, you know, you have to go through these particular restrictions before we're going to let you do this, and they're quite strict. Google, uh, along with many others, and we're going to get to that, uh, found a nuance in the process of the, of the, the security restrictions to get by this. Um, now, it's P3, P3P. We're not going to get into all the, the details. This is not an advanced show. But uh, this is very technical stuff. So it was it wasn't an accident. That's one thing we can be, I mean, uh, as sure as we can possibly be about. Um, it was not an accident. This is something that they definitely um, usurped. They got around it. They went for it. Um, now, the news today, that was just, what was it, last week, John? That came
2: out. I think that was like Friday-ish.
1: Okay. Well, now um, Internet Explorer, yet another great fan of Google, um, good old Microsoft, decided to look into Internet Explorer and see whether or not Google was doing the same thing for them. And... Unfortunately, they discovered that uh, this nuance Google had exploited is also being used on Internet Explorer, so that cookies can be planted. Now, the reason why everyone's up fussed about this is that these cookies are really important for advertising, and you we know how much money Google makes in advertising, and how much they have to stand could stand to lose if they didn't pay attention to, or if they did pay attention to these particular privacy laws. Um, now, what John said, absolutely. 100% true Google's not the only one doing this in fact I-, I wish I had more detail on this but from what I can t- I've-, I've heard it's majority of advertising companies are doing this like uh, ones that are dropping cookies like this um, so it's just that Google happens to be the biggest
2: and so what the do you say to this so far so, so my general impression of this entire thing, and, and, and after reading John Patel's blog on this, it really kind of set things straight for me. Um, John Patel makes a very, very good point that, that Apple basically, by making this default setting of not accepting cooking, cookies, is breaking the web the way it normally works. Because like you said, there are so many people advertising online and so many people benefiting from advertising online. We're, our country in particular is in such a crisis right now with small business and, and the economy. And these small businesses get a huge benefit from this advertising. Yeah, I know Google makes tons of money, but this is the way it works on the web. Most of the, most of the revenue derived on the Internet today is, is advertising-based. So Apple's breaking that model. And, what, and, and, and John Patel says, you know, it's a really good question, should the standard practice be allowed, should be a cookie-based system? Yeah, in the Wall Street Journal article that that you're going to reference here in a couple minutes, I'm, I know I'm messing up your your flow again. Sorry. No, no,
1: not at all. <laughs> no, now it's um, all open. I I, I took yeah. it. Yeah. Go for
2: it. <laughs> but but the Wall Street Journal article doesn't even mention the fact that this is the way the web is usually working. This is the standard operating procedure of the web is to drop cookies, and then Apple is breaking that. So Google was just trying to find find a way to fix the way the web normally works. And all these other people that that not only rely on advertising, rely on this money, but the businesses that also rely on this, um, You know, they're just trying to find a way to make it work the way it's supposed to work since Apple broke it. So there's two sides of the story, but everybody's jumping on that, the privacy side of it, even though there's this whole other side that people are missing and not talking about hardly at all.
1: Mm-hmm. And one thing here to quote John, I, I, I'm a huge fan of John Patel's as well. I mean, I, I think he's a Great critical thinker, and he's got an insight into so many things that you usually get a fairly balanced view on something. right when the story's breaking; it's pretty impressive. Meanwhile, I mean, while huh. would take hours just to try and catch up and figure out what the hell's going on. But, anyways, he says um, what he doesn't like is that, as you said, the the Apple browser, or um, kind of breaks things as is. But what he really doesn't like is he's never been asked what he wants. Apple, quote-unquote, Apple assumes that I agree with Apple's point of view on privacy, which, I must say, is ridiculous on its face because the idea of a large corporation – Apple is the largest, in fact – determining in advance what I might want to do with my data is pretty much the opposite of privacy.
2: Good point. Good point. That's – Awesome. And this, this whole thing is, is, is really, really complex because there there's a lot of people that want that security and that privacy. There's, there's a lot of businesses that want the benefit of advertising. Our economy could use it. Um, it's, it's super complex. And I think the articles that I've read, at least the, like the Wall Street Journal and, and some of these larger publications that are talking about this are taking the privacy angle. They're only looking at it from a privacy perspective um, because that's how it was pushed out in the beginning by Apple and Microsoft both. I'm um, uh, really, really interesting to to hear Google's response to all this. And I know they've probably mentioned little things, but I just haven't read a really good, fully blown out, this is why we're doing this response.
1: Oh, no. So since this story is broken, Google has discontinued its practice, making it look even worse. Yeah. Oh, dear. Um, I love, though, that he says here, uh, as a follow-up to what I just said, he says, then again, Apple decided I hate Flash, too, so I shouldn't be that surprised, right? <laughs>
2: Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Uh. There there is a great chart on, you know, talking about people's privacy. A search engine land actually included a chart from Harris and Trust from February of 2011. And it just kind of looked at, you know, who likes advertising who doesn't. 1% of the people that they polled of 1,000 U.S. adults liked advertiser tracking. 22% didn't care one way or the other. 2% said not important at all. And... 74% 74% of people said, I do not like to be tracked, which is, which is huge. You know, on Apple's side of things, people don't like it, but John Patel's side of things is like, ask them. Give them the choice. Don't default. Turn it off.
1: Well, and it, uh, How about 100% of the users would say, I'd like to be able to see something on the Internet?
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> Without advertising, nothing's going to be there. I mean, it, a lot of free content, which is somehow going to be paid for to be hosted, I, I, you know, this it's not realistic. Uh, it drives me insane when that happens. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm about to start a website soon that I, I'm going to need some money off advertising. And I, I'd be so screwed if they couldn't do that. I mean, I don't know how I would do it. Yet I think I'm offering yeah. something that's of value. so. Uh, it's it's scary. Uh,
2: so, so, I hope so that
1: Google has a good foot in this. I think John Patel should get some more attention. He's got a really yeah. good
2: point. Well, I hope – I know that I read something this afternoon saying that on Friday, there was three um, congressmen, one from Massachusetts, one from Texas, and one from Florida, both Democrat and Republican, are calling for the Federal Trade Commission to investigate this to see if it violates the privacy settlement that Google and the FTC made last year. And if it does, it's going to cost Google sixteen thousand dollars a day, and that per violation, which could pretty much wipe out Google, which is probably what Apple and Microsoft are hoping for. But that I doubt that will ever happen. But still, it's getting so complicated. Well,
1: yeah, I guess it depends. depends yeah, I can't fathom anything like that happening. But then again, uh, you know, especially when they realize just how many people have already done this, Google's only. Yeah, it's it's the, mig, the big name, but I mean, there's many others that have done it. Um, yep. I wish I had a list of them. I'm sure it'd be massive, though. Uh, oh,
2: yeah, but I love how they say this
1: quote unquote, Google secretly developed a way to circumvent default privacy settings. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's make this
2: systematic as, as possible. We need as many ratings as we need. Send
1: James Bond <clears throat> after that evil cat holding man.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I wouldn't be—I wouldn't be a bit surprised if, if Larry had a woman painted in gold in the back of his office somewhere,
1: <laughs> or a man. Yeah, <laughs> I,
2: uh, I'm pretty—I'm—I'm I'm gonna give him the benefit, of doubt and say a woman.
1: <laughs> you never know. <laughs> um, oh my! It, anyways, it there's you're right. There's a lot of complexity to this, and I've been looking at this going, "Oh, this is interesting." I guess I better add a P3P policy on my site. I'm not sure I'm going to be able to have enough time to spend a day to learn how to do it. Uh, You know, these policies are great for protecting privacy if people understand how to implement them. I mean, come on, let's not make it a whole new language we all have to learn. Uh, I've got a privacy policy. I thought that was good enough. But apparently this P3P specification takes everything to a new level, and everything's done in acronyms. Well, as if we don't need as if we need more of those
2: <laughs> yeah we have plenty in this industry everything is three letters period
1: well you know what let's take a quick break and when we get back uh, we're going to jump into some questions or maybe a little more on this and then in some questions
2: actually i want to talk about something else that google's doing that could change the history and future of search too perfect
0: rasco seo 101 will be back right after recess
2: Visit location3media.com. I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text RADIO to 21691. That's RADIO to 21691 for Moby Mantis.
0: In 500 yards, CPA Way will be on your right. You have reached your destination. On the interstate of Internet marketing, CPA Way helps you monetize the way. No matter which direction you're heading, CPA Way is your route to low-risk revenue. Advertisers, we have paved the way to delivering revenue channels that will meet and exceed your expectations. Publishers, we monitor and manage your campaigns to bring you the most revenue possible. Publishers can feel secure to leverage direct offers, while advertisers can find safety offering their most valued campaigns. The road to trust, respect, integrity, and honor is just ahead at CPAWay.com. This is Webmaster Radio. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm.
1: Welcome back to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm, hosted by John Carcutt, the director of SEO and social media for Advanced Digital, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. So we were just discussing the uh, bit of a debacle going on right now about uh, uh, Google usurping and destroying the world by getting through Safari's browser and Internet Explorer browser. (laughs) Of course, I'm just being very facetious here. I think it's quite ridiculous. But um, did you have any other thoughts while we were gone, John, or do you want to jump onto the next topic?
2: No, I just think people need to be aware that it's going on Uh, just just to kind of keep up with things because it's going to be a long – I don't think this is something that's going to go away anytime soon. I think this is something that's going to impact us for quite some time
1: yeah and i'm I'm just about to post that link to uh john Battelle, uh, okay. to his article that okay. for everyone to listen to or, or check out on our our uh, SEO 101 uh, facebook page that's facebook.com slash SEo 101 podcast and uh, yeah go check it out i he really makes fantastic points and it makes me love him even more that uh, he doesn't he's not afraid to to slam apple a bit because you know much I love doing that
2: of course <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm an Apple fan too I just got a new iMac So it's not like I'm against Apple It's just that these big companies you know, Are making decisions that impact a lot of people And they're making them in a vacuum In a lot of cases Apple made this decision in a vacuum Google made the decision to bypass Apple's decision in a vacuum So it's, it's, it's one of those things Where the technology is just way ahead Of what you know laws and expectations are right now
1: yeah, I agree. So what was this thing you were talking about that's going to change the world?
2: So, so I read this article on Mashable, and it just kind of blew me away. It kind of reminded me of when I first heard about um, a small little project called um, um, Google Me, which started a couple of years ago and turned into Google+. And when I first heard about it, I'm like, this is going to change everything. But nobody was talking about it. And all of a sudden, it becomes Google+, and launches. And now everybody's talking about it. This has the same feeling to me. There was an article on Mashable called "Google Knowledge Graph Could Change Search Forever." Of course, that got my attention a little bit. The more <laughs> I read it, the more I read it, the more I thought, "Oh my God, they're right! This is going to change search. It's going to change everything we do." Basically, it, the, the one sentence that really made kind of ran it home for me is they talked about the transition from a word-based index to a knowledge graph is a fundamental shift that will radically increase power and complexity. So basically, they're saying a knowledge base is huge compared to a word index. Um, th- it was base- based on an interview by, uh, I can never pronounce his last name, but it's Mitt Singhal. Hall. Um, he's a Google fellow and a senior vice president at Google. And basically, what they're trying to do is get past the idea that, um, how did he put it, that right now, all they do is index the web, and when someone searches a query, they hope somebody wrote something about it. And they hope they have some information on there to, to, re, to return that somebody somewhere on the web wrote about what this person is looking for. What they're trying to do, and they call it, they literally call it AI. They're trying to create artificial intelligence that knows when you ask about a lake, a specific lake, it'll know that you're talking about a lake and not just the word Lake Ontario. They, they know that that's a body of water, that it's you know, bordered by Canada and the United States. and knows all this information about that query that you had instead of just did somebody out there use those words on a web page that's going to be huge when and if that happens um, <laughs> and Singhal basically says his dream is to build the Star Trek computer like sir you just ask it and it knows And well, of course
1: they it, had to say that because Mar- Majel's coming out
2: yeah true <laughs> <laughs> but to me uh, and it's just a simple article they talked about what they're trying to do some things they're looking for the future of where they're looking but, but four years from now, five years from now, if this is the standard that, that Google knows what you're talking about instead of just knows that you're asking for a word and giving you some pages that have that word on it, that's going to be radically change the way we do things as search engine marketers, that people use the web and search on the web in general. It's To me, it gets me very, very excited and, and a little bit nervous.
1: So you, what do they call this? The knowledge what?
2: It's it's going to be they call it the um, they're switching from a text based index to a knowledge graph.
1: Okay. So when you said knowledge graph, I I haven't read this. What when you said that, what came to mind was something a bit different, which I thought was equally brilliant, um, which is the concept of creating a graph of of the people where you know the better content is on particular topics, uh, so that. Part of search is influenced by uh, these really reliable resources and sources. Doesn't mean that there's just one; We've, that would be silly. But a number of people who they could go and search for this particular key phrase because they know they're highly relevant to that phrase. Not just a website based on keywords, but based on things like people have been on the page longer, they've been more comment; their comments have been related. You know, more of a a, a connective tissue, and that made more sense to me. Um, I mean they they've always been talking about the the fact that they could understand the intention of words better but I mean unless they're reading minds artificial intelligence is going to have a very difficult time doing that unless it watches where you went before
2: well, well, well here here's what they're talking about so in 2010 they bought a company called freebase and it was a yes. it was a community built knowledge you remember that purchase
1: yeah I was in that yeah
2: Okay, so Freebase is the basis of this. So when they bought it in 2010, it came with like what they're calling entities. So we just the example I gave a minute ago, like Lake Ontario. That would be an entity that it would know a bunch of information about. When they bought Freebase, Freebase had like twelve million million canonical entities already started, you know, built up two thousand ten. Fast forward to two thousand twelve, right now Google has north of two hundred million entities so they've increased it from 12 million to 200 million entities in what two years. So wow. think about when you have if you think about things as an entity, like you know we think okay that's a lake ontario, but your keychain is an entity, your mouse is an entity, your sister is an entity. You know, if you search for a sister, it's going to know the relationships. That's you know that that a brother and a sister have the same parents. It'll know all this information about that entity. Your laptop is an entity, your comic book is an entity. Your your beads you got at um, Mardi Gras because you know your aggressively um being fun uh, those are entities Well, <laughs> oh, yes how was mardi gras mardi gras was pretty fun <laughs> and, I some, and i did get some beats
1: <laughs> oh dear i don't want to
2: know but just, just just think about just think about when, when they get to the point where they have a trillion entities they know information about uh, an entity and what, what do you do with that when you, people are searching for things? Now you know about a trillion different things, and they're all interconnected, and they're all canonical. It, it's, it's, it's just scary and exciting and um, all at the same time. I don't know, I don't know. It's just, but it's just now the beginning. I think it's one of these things that we need to stay on top of and watch just like we needed to stay on Google Me because it turned into Google+. This is going to turn into something that fundamentally changes the way we do things both as a user and as a marketer. Well,
1: you know, I I agree that there's some major stuff to consider there, but I'm almost I'm starting to reconsider the fundamental issue though. Cuz I mean, if you think about it, it's just saying create excellent content. To, you know, is you it
2: know. is it because think about it, if, if you, I think it's almost the opposite of that, because once they learn something, this, this is what scares me about it, once they learn something, once they know that Lake Ontario is you know, 5,000 feet deep, they don't have to search for that information anymore, it's in their database, done, period. Now the, the information on the web is irrelevant, unless it somehow radically changes.
1: So you're saying that they're going to provide kind of their own forum of answers versus uh, – They're going
2: to have their, their knowledge, what they're calling the, the knowledge grid, is not something that's just going to be – and I could be wrong here. This is what I'm trying to – this is what I've taken out of this article. Is going to be – this knowledge grid will be a database. It will be Google-owned knowledge that they will put somewhere, and then they have a trillion entities, and they have all this knowledge about all these entities. It's going to fundamentally change when you search for something on Google – where they get the information to give you results. If they can pull okay. it out of their knowledge grid that's pro- or graph, that's probably where they'll go first.
1: You know, I, I, I hear you, and, I, I, and I, I'm dying to read this article because I might be able to get something else out of it. But the one thing that, that doesn't make me worry at all, it makes me just happy because it's another advance, is that uh, no matter what, they're going to have to show other results as well because the fact is, no matter what they think they know, there's always going to be
2: mistakes. They have to have a backup. Yeah, but when you think think about the Star Trek computer, though, when you say, computer, <laughs> how far is it to whatever, you don't get multiple results. It tells you, and you trust it. Yeah, I mean, when it comes to future, one
1: answer type questions, how far is something, and all that kind of stuff, well, that's fine. Yeah. But, I mean, generally, um, that might change, okay, fair enough, that'll change how you focus on phrasing, um, and, and what targets and long tails uh, in, in search rankings, but It's definitely going to keep a major market open for for optimization and for targeting. I I I love it.
2: (laughs) It's going to be interesting. It'll be interesting to see how it evolves. It'll be interesting to see how it impacts not only organic search but paid search. I mean, that could have a huge impact there as well. Just I just wanted to bring it up so people know it's out there, know it's happening. So it's cool. Keep an eye on it.
1: I I find it fascinating how much this stuff changes. And frankly, I love it because it always pushes out the uh, uh, marketing companies that really don't have a clue and can't keep up. But this is what we feed off of.
2: (laughs) Oh, yeah. And just one more thing. And and really, the one thing that gets me kind of against what you're saying is about the word base index versus a knowledge graph is because they say – Singal says the transition from a word-based indexed to a knowledge graph. does not sound like they're going to have both.
1: Yeah, The, the question is what the knowledge graph actually is, and that's where I, I'm, I'm intrigued. I want to read more yeah, about that. Can too. you post that on our uh, Facebook page?
2: I absolutely will.
1: That would be great. I'd love to see that link. Um, so let's uh, take a quick break. and we come back, we're going to answer the two questions if we have some time. Uh, Brasco will, will give us the, the word. But uh, let's, we'll be back in a sec.
0: SEO 101 will be back right after recess. From the creators of We Build Pages, experience the power of the internet marketing ninja. An exclusively trained army of nearly 100 in-house ninjas. Mastered in the arts of social media, local marketing, content creation, SEO reporting, and yes, link building. The Internet Marketing Ninjas will release a new version of their legendary tools to the public. Visit imninjas.com. The ninjas are coming.
1: Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators.
0: EBrands
1: Let E-Brands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try E-Brands
2: for 30 days. Go to ebrandswithaz.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's E-Brands with a Z for E-Brands.
0: Take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm.
1: Welcome back to SEO 101 on WebmasterRadio.fm. Hosted by John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Digital. And myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of step Web Marketing, Inc. Well, we've been talking about tons of changes ahead and all this stuff, but one thing that we'd like to get back to all the way back to the basics here is answering questions on Facebook. And uh, we've got some great questions that were posted, so let's let's get to them. Do you want to take the first one there, John?
2: Sure. I'm actually on the, on the Facebook page itself, so I'm going to take David Blaine's question. And David's asked a couple of good questions in the past. Um, his question today is, um, he's having trouble finding an answer. Um, we have a review site. Where we recommend companies in a top list, we have one list for best overall, then several lists by companies in category: home, business, blah blah blah. Um, depending on the category, some companies are better than others. Meaning, um, company order changes from the company order changes from list to list. It's brought to his attention that Google may or may not like this, and that it may confuse the visitor. Our goal is bring the best content in usual without sacrificing Google placement or usability. Question for you guys: um, Have you heard Google mention this, or is his friend crazy? <laughs> well, if you have friends like my friends, question society is probably crazy because <laughs> most of my friends are crazy. Mm-hmm. So let me let me see if I can paraphrase and get this question down. So y- your big issue is that you're worried that Google is not going to like the fact that you have um, companies in multiple lists and the orders change depending on which list they're on. Does that sound like what the question was to you, Ross?
1: That's part of it. Yes.
2: What's the other part?
1: Well, the other part, well, he, he he's worried that uh, it's going to confuse the visitor.
2: Oh, uh, All right. A-
1: that doesn't make much sense to me. But, uh, okay, but t- go go ahead.
2: So, it sounds like you have a directory that has, let's say, five categories. And you have, if you have about ten different businesses that are your top business, they show up in multiple categories, and they change their place in each of the categories based on whatever your ranking factors are. Um, I don't think this is going to. I haven't heard that Google dis, dislikes this kind of activity, unless it's purely based on how much they're paying is where they show up on your lists. Because that, because directories in general do much better if everything is hand edited. Um, you can pay, but if it's an automatic system where they, they, you know, the more you pay, the higher you go, or the more lists you get on. That's something that the engines aren't really keen on. Um, but if you hand edit and, and you're, it's not an automated system, you have a better chance. Um, do you agree, Ross, or do you think I'm missing something?
1: Yeah, but w- the way I was going to tackle it was uh, in regards to SEO, and that is that um, what your friend may be me- meaning is, uh, again, giving the benefit of the doubt because he could just be crazy. Quacky, you know, nuts, but um, <laughs> like, like me, yeah, <laughs> yeah, goes without saying. Um, but there's there's categories, right? Home business, individual, all of them have different ratings. Same business groups, let's say. Um, what he may be meaning, or and this may be the the fact too. If if you click on uh, one of those businesses and say the the uh, individual category, um, you click on that and it goes to a page, and it's about that business, but that page is. Uh, a duplicate of of the page that would be under the category of home, then you're getting a lot of duplicate content. What I would do is, you know, when they've got these varying lists, if you click on that business, you always go to the same page, no matter what list you're in, on that business, and it's got the canonical tag to make sure that Google consolidates all the link popularity. Then you're not going to have any issues that way, and and, and I see it perfectly fine. I I don't see any issue with that, and it's certainly not... I mean, <laughs> something I heard the other day. Again, we're doing this website, so I'm getting a lot of feedback. And someone said to me, "I, I think I was overthinking how um, to do the navigation." He says, "You know, you have to you have to accept a, uh, accept at some point that you're going to alienate a particular level of stupid." <laughs> <laughs> Nice. It's <laughs> so true. I mean, how dumbed down can you make it, right? I mean, in this case, you're showing lists and you have varying pe- you know, varying results for each list. If they can't figure that out, then they really probably aren't your market. Um, yeah.
2: And, and I, I, I kind of agree with that. I've always told people, build to the lowest common denominator, but, but. that's the lowest common denominator. There's going to be <laughs> outliers that go way below anything <laughs> So make sure it's the most common denominator.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I, I, you know, I I wouldn't worry about it, David. I think uh, you're doing just fine. And now, again, if we missed anything, please do a follow up on Facebook. Uh, you know, we we certainly want to answer this for you. But uh, I think that you, you're safe. Just make sure they're all going to the same unique page, and th- that's that's the funnel process. You're trying to get them all to the same pages for each business where you can monetize.
2: Yeah. And and you made a really good point too. And if you do happen to have a system set up where each category has its own set of businesses, so this business one is under three different categories, and the URL is .com, category one, business one, category two, business one, category three, business one. Pick pick one that's your primary and use your canonical and all the rest of them. So you, it's much easier to do that, I think, than restructure your entire navigation system. Um, that'll right. help somewhat.
1: Uh, Larry on the form here says, it sounds like minor duplicate content, but if there's other stuff involved, i.e. multiple listings, I would think that it really wouldn't hurt anything. Um, Yeah, again, if the content was completely different, you're right. I suppose you could have unique pages for each business if it had a completely different twist on it. I mean, it's different content. So, yeah, and, we don't want to miss that side of thing too.
2: And, and the other point is that I think he might be making on the forums is if you have three pages and they're all exactly the same and one of them get in, in, gets indexed and the other three don't, but that one that's getting indexed is doing very well, then you're okay anyway. Um, I think your point, Ross, is, much, is, is really good. Is you're, you're, di- you're diverting your link juice, basically, by having multiple pages. You're, you're devo- div- um, diluting the strength overall of that particular target.
1: Mm-hmm great. Now, the next question um, comes from Gene Walls. He says, does anyone have advice for SEO for Drupal 7? I've searched the web and can find no good advice for SEO for Drupal. Um, I'm sure there is some advice out there, and and if if I get a sec, I'll take a moment to look for a place you can go and hunt. I personally don't have any advice for you for SEO on Drupal. I don't use it. Uh, I haven't ever actually used it. I've used Joomla, but not Drupal.
2: I'm curious to think, though, if Drupal is an entity in the knowledge graph, is SEO for Drupal another entity or a variant of that entity? <laughs> just, just I'm just, This made me think of that. I'm just sorry. Because you said you couldn't find anything for it. I'm like, well, in the knowledge graph, I wonder how they would handle that. Um, but I'm, I'm kind of like you, Ross. I haven't used Drupal since Drupal 5. And it was Drupal 5 was the first time they really addressed a lot of the SEO issues, and they fixed a lot of them in Drupal then. Um, and I can only assume that 6 and 7 have gotten better, Um, I would hope. Um, I do have a fairly good friend in Ohio that does Drupal all the time, Um, but he and I always fight about which is better, Drupal or WordPress, and I always tease him about WordPress being so much better. But um, again, it's like any other content management system you really have to make sure the basics are covered and, and from my understanding from drupal 5 they fixed a lot of the basics okay um,
1: so i think you must be mentioning meaning something else because i did a search and found it and well, whatever it was you were talking there 10 seconds um, <laughs> um maybe longer than that but anyways uh so, yes, there is actually a checklist. I'll add it to our Facebook page, uh, Drupal 7 SEO Checklist. That's, quote, unquote, the title Take of the page. It. And, and by who? It, got, it is by um, – it's on the actual groups.drupal.org forum. And, okay. Uh, yeah, and it's – Looks very good. Like they've got twenty-four different elements, and they're all different plugins and such for doing the SEO. Whether that's what he's looking for, I don't know. But uh, so
2: I, I will say, if, it's a, if a lot of this stuff is plugin-based, I've run across this in WordPress a lot of times. Most of the time, when you install the the plugin, whether it be for WordPress or Drupal or whoever, you have to use the plugin. A lot of people, and then I'm not being facetious, a lot of people will install, um, you know, all-in-one SEO for, for WordPress, which is the most popular SEO pr- plugin for there, and then just assume they're fixed. No, the pl- the plugin allows you to do things that will help you optimize your site. It just doesn't do it for you. So make sure any plugins you put in for Drupal, you ha- you have to work them the way they're supposed to be worked.
1: Cool. Well, they mentioned here there's a Drupal SEO grader you can install. That, or, I think you have to install Yeah, to install it or connect, create a, or, oh, I see. You have to install the Acquia connector module. Uh, but then you can use the Drupal SEO grader and it'll tell you, I guess, what you need to fix. So, that's something. Um, of course, you can just listen to the a lot of our back shows and get all the answers you need. <laughs>
2: <laughs> You're such a plugger. Ah, yeah, <laughs> what can I say?
1: <laughs> well, I, I hope that helped a little bit. But, uh, you know, there I... Did find quite a few results. It's a matter of exactly what you're looking for. Is there a particular type of optimization issue you're running into? Yeah, By all means, drop a note. I can, if I have a second, I'll see what I can find, and maybe John will too. So we'll
2: yep. see what we can do. And just do. so you know, I added the, the thing on our Facebook page about the knowledge graph and the text-based indexing.
1: Score. Well, uh, thanks, everyone, for joining us today. I think we got a pretty good show in, pretty fascinating stuff going on right now. And, and uh, with luck, it'll be just like that next week. Hopefully not as much Google slamming, but you know, that's just the way <laughs> things go these days.
2: I'm sure there'll be updates on, on our interesting little privacy issue.
1: <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, on behalf of myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and John Carcutt, the director of SEO and social media for Advanced Digital. If you'd like to contact us, our email my email address is Ross at stepforth.com. That's S-T-E-P-F-O-R-T-H.com. com. And you can reach John via Twitter at John Carcutt. And uh, thanks for joining us today on SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. You can catch us every week at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on Mondays. Have a great week.
2: Thanks for listening, everybody.
0: are doubly important this year so make your celebrations doubly special at Kroger we've got a huge selection of high quality meats on top of fresh natural produce like fresh never frozen prime grade beef and our simple truth organic Brussels sprouts or delicious king crab legs with our private selection gourmet potatoes had to say that doubly fast Kroger fresh for everyone
1: get more ways to save at the buy five or more save one dollar each sale
2: just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card Kroger fresh for everyone